Good evening. It's evening here in Vancouver. I don't know what time it is for you or if you're catching on the replay, hashtag replay, if you're just just happen to be browsing through and it's already been recorded and I just want to hear from you. I want to see um, what you have been kind of paying attention to. I do monitor this group quite extensively and I really want to give, um, make sure I'm giving you enough value that when you're hanging out with me, you leave a more expanded version of yourself. That's my intention, is when you spend time with me, that I'm going to be, um, especially if I'm doing any broadcasts right now, that I'm gonna be in my heart and making sure that you're receiving something, hey Dylan, that is really uh, useful for you, especially on the climb up to create secure attachments and the work that it takes to maintain them. Secure attachments really are what we're all about and if you're wanting to uh, learn how to do that, which means creating kind of like a safe space where relationships are nourishing. Um, that's really what this entire uh, conversation is about. This group is just for, for you if you're new here. I just want you to know you belong because chances are you've been in conversation about relationships and creating healthy ones. You've been in conversation about healing from stress-related issues. You've been in conversation about uh, having a purpose beyond just, you know, getting the bling and uh, becoming famous or whatever purpose it is that usually is self-serving, uh, creating some sort of meaning. So if that conversation is interesting to you, then that's why you're here. And there's been a lot of new people. We have like 1,100 people in this group. Uh, from all over the world, and when we do our community events, um, we get to, I get to see, hey, where are, you, where are you from? And yesterday, we did our overview experience. Let me know if you were there or if it's something that you're curious about. And what we did was everybody said, hey, where are you? And where are you located? And we had South Africa, Dubai, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, we had Spain. We had Norway. <laughs> we had uh, Sweden, like it's so cool, uh, Dubai, like Ethiopia, for God's sakes, like people are all over the world and we're in this conversation. You're here because of this one conversation to create secure, healthy attachments, to deepen intimacy. What is intimacy? Intimacy is really about the experience of feeling seen and heard. Hey, Gretchen. Hey, D TJ. Nice to see you. Um, let me know where you're signing in from because I'm curious as well. And we're going to be talking about romance. This came up. Um, this came up on a on a conversation with one of my clients today, who's been dealing with stress in his relationship. They've had some serious breakdowns. Thank God, both of them are committed to going inside themselves and healing, rather than what we normally do in relationship counseling, where you know, two people are going there to get validated by someone rather than two people using the time and space not to point fingers but to go inside and dig up what's under there, dig up all of these unconscious habits and then reprogram them for what? Why would you want to do that? Well, so that you can create healthy relationships that feel nourishing. I can tell you one thing, the reason why you want secure attachments and healthy relationships is because 
it creates a very big, it creates a beautiful safe place at home. Like your home base becomes a safe place that you get nourishment from one another rather than the other person becomes draining to you. Let me know if you've ever had that experience. Hey, thank you. Let me know if you've had that experience where you were in a relationship that was draining to you. And the worst part about it is that it actually actually impacts your health. That's why I'm talking about this with you today. Because I'm a chiropractor. What the hell am I doing talking about relationships? What right do I have? And it's a good question. Um, I had to ask myself that when I decided to make a pivot in my career. What the hell would anyone want to listen to you talk about relationships, romance, all of this shit? You've been divorced. Um, what what does chiropractic and relationships have to do? And it's interesting. It's it's, it's a wise exploration. Patients coming in to see me stress related with stress related disorders, tension in the jaw, headaches, digestive problems, neck pain, upper back pain, uh, hormonal issues, uh, problems with moving, chronic pain. Um, and it just goes to show you that over time, there's a feeling this uh, high coupled with feeling with completely drained. Yep. Um, what happens is if you have unresolved issues in your relationships, unforgiven relationships, breakdowns or repressed emotions, or you just have packed it away and you don't talk to that person anymore, there's a, uh, there's a fracture that hasn't healed and some people are living in their relationships with unhealed fractures not really knowing where to where to go if you do couples counseling oftentimes what happens is when we're so dysregulated and our nervous systems are screwed we will feel unsafe in our bodies and because of the nature of the way that the nervous system works whether you're in sympathetic dominant which is kind of fight or flight or you are in dorsal vagal shutdown, which is like a shutdown freeze response. If you're in any one of those two states, which is what happens when you're in a relationship that's really falling apart, you then go to a counselor in that space and you're trying to be validated there. It doesn't really work. And this is why people are realizing it doesn't work. And when I realized this, I said, shit, I got to start to offer people something more than just chiropractic. And I had to give people kind of a, a, a pathway to actually go inside and to stop expecting from the other person and become fully responsible for your own sense of well-being and fulfillment starting from a nervous system perspective and it's working people are really having some amazing transformations that way but one of the big challenges that we're seeing uh, was what I was seeing in this one couple that I'm working with one one gentleman I'm working with him um, and it's really cool because men are starting to, to, to step up and, and, and do some more inner work and wanted to heal themselves and become responsible for their triggers. You know, it's happening, right? It, men and it, it's, not, it's not easy getting them. <laughs> it's not easy getting us to look at ourselves. We, uh, we don't like feeling weak. So we would rather avoid those feelings and we just kind of like take care of it ourselves, right? But what, what, he, what I was noticing with him was that I said, all right, so if you were to take on the role of, you know, like, look, we're going to be creating a secure attachment together, what feeling would you be wanting to create with one another? And then he said these three feelings. He said, happy, excited, and thrilled, thrilling. Okay, happy, excited, and thrilling. And I'm like, oh, you're talking about sparks and romance, aren't you? 
And he's like, yeah, that's what I want. And I had a really interesting thought with him. I said, all right, so here's what's happening. You're shooting yourself in the foot. You're shooting yourself in the foot if you have an expectation that your partnership should be exciting, happy, and thrilling. Okay, if you're putting that on the relationship and romance, you are setting yourself up to lose. And give me a second before you re react about what I'm saying, which I understand. I'm going to encourage you to kind of listen in, all right, because this is really important. So what I want you to know is the goal intimacy. What is intimacy? Intimacy is the experience of being seen and heard and really being known, right? And that is a very safe place where you, the most intimate relationships that you have uh, are the ones that you feel the safest to be yourself, okay? And what happens is, is that romance is often short-lived because here's the thing, romance, and you wanna write this down, okay? You definitely wanna write this down because I wanna help you connect this whole romance thing and intimacy, because there seems to be a bit of a, a, a disconnection here. And if you don't really get this right, you're gonna have the problem that this gentleman had, which is project excitement and, and, and thrillingness on the relationship. And then when it's not fitting the description, you think something's wrong and you then go want to find an affair or somebody else. You only think that it's going to be available outside of you. And so this is the commitment that I've made and I want to share it with you and see, see how this lands, okay? Romance depends on the element of two things, mystery and surprise. Let me say that again. Romance depends on the elements of mystery and surprise. And so this is why it's characteristic of like new love. Because you're just getting to know someone. Oh my God, so romantic. <sighs> it's like surprise, right? That's kind of what romance is, right? This is new love. This view, and for good reason, we see it in movies. Uh, we see it in music, in stories. It's all about this new love, this romance. We have this addiction to this fantasy, right? And here's the thing, romantic feelings are evoked by being surprised by signs of love, of belonging, of loyalty and significance. Let me say that again. Romantic feelings are, be, are evoked by surprising signs of desire, I want you, belonging, you belong to me, I'm yours, you're mine, okay? Belonging, you belong to me, we belong together, right? Loyalty, you're my one and only, like it's like you are the, the, the person in my life, you are my person, so significance, sorry, loyalty, and then the fourth one is significance, you mean the world to me, okay? You mean the world to me, you are my one and only, you belong with me and I belong to you and I want you. Those are four things. There's a whole shitload of neurochemicals that fucking fire off in your brain when you get that. Let me know if you know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> Significance, belonging, loyalty, and desire. This is what romance is, right? 
and romantic feelings are evoked by surprising, being surprised by these elements of desire, belonging, loyalty, and significance, right? And romantic, fee here's the key. Here's the, here's the interesting part. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. You can have romance and have zero intimacy. You can meet somebody on a train and you just all of a sudden within a few hours are like, oh my God, you belong. You can just say and evoke these feelings but have no intimacy, not really know them, not having feelings of known. So romance and intimacy are like you can have one completely without the other. Yes, let me know if you know what the hell I'm talking about. If you've ever had a romantic relationship but it wasn't really intimate, maybe somebody you had a fling with down the, you know, you, you, did, a, you did a trip to Europe, right? You did a trip to Europe or, you know, I could just imagine this. I, this movie that comes to mind when I hear about this is, uh, it's the one with, uh, he was on, a, Ethan, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. Uh, something in Paris, uh, Vienna, I'm not sure. It was in Vienna, like an overnight, one, one night or something. It was a beautiful romantic movie, but they didn't really have an intimacy with one another. They didn't really know one another. That, that's just the movie that comes to mind. If you know what the hell movie I'm talking about, please say it. I, I can't remember for the life of me. Okay? So here's the, here's the interesting thing. As we come to expect in a relationship, you start dating for a while, you start to expect what was previously a surprise, romance starts to decrease, okay? When you now expect what was previously a surprise, romance will naturally decrease because it's not surprising. You know, you don't have mystery and surprise anymore. So romance starts to fade. But here's the interesting thing. This is why there's such a problem for long-term relationships, right? Because as psychological intimacy, because psych being intimate with somebody psychologically is a function of being known, this experience of intimacy reduces this mystique of the other. There's no surprise or mystique anymore. So 
the romance starts to die. So as intimacy goes, there's an inverse relationship. As your intimacy goes up with somebody, you don't have as much surprise and mystique. And so the, the as that goes up, the romance starts to go down. Now, so how do you solve this? So what's the solution? Well, first understand what the hell's going on, right? Ethan Hawke, before sunrise, that was it. You got it, Kathy, you nailed it, thank you. It would have bothered me if I didn't, if you, somebody hadn't said it. So thank you. <laughs> so here's the key. Check this out. This is, this is the take home point for you. Okay. And some of you are like, have gone through breakups already. Some of you are like going through a divorce. Andrea, I see you. What's up, sister? Some of you are going through separation. And so this is very important for you to get now so that you can start this again. I only wish somebody told me if I, like right now, we've been talking 15 minutes. This 15 minutes, if I had somebody 15 years ago tell me this, it would have changed my life. Because this is what I learned. This is all when you learn about healing your younger self, the inner child. When you when you learn about your nervous system, like you want a healthy, secure, attached relationship. Great. Start with your fucking nervous system. Stop looking outside of you for that person. Stop. 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 Because if you whatever the space that you're in in your nervous system, that's exactly who you're going to attract. That's who you attracted before because of the level that you were at. You resonated perfectly with that nervous system. You want a secure attachment, stop looking outside of you and start to up, up the level of your nervous system resilience and capacity. Become trigger-proof. Make that a priority. Heal with the younger parts of you that you've abandoned. Learn how to uh, regulate your own anxiety. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, if somebody told me this 15 years ago, it would have probably saved me. I, I did a calculation with my client today. Not knowing this cost me probably about 750 grand in the last 10 years. <laughs> about 750 grand in divorce fees and uh, like trying to numb myself with dating and all this stuff. Like, like, so much in the last 10 years, uh, you know, and, and I work hard, right? You work hard and for it to go to lawyers and divorce and it's heartbreaking, man. It sucks. And so if I just would have invested that into my nervous system and gotten the right training to be who I am now, then I would have saved me. But then again, I'm not regretting anything because everything happens for the right reason at the right time. And so I get to have this conversation with you to maybe save you a few bucks. <laughs> not just the bucks. That's not really what it's about. It's the heart. It's your heart. And so here it is. There's, are you ready? This is the last part of it. Are you ready for this? This is the most important part. Okay. So the deeper... Okay, so the deeper and the more mature your love gets, okay, the more likely that romance that was all about mystique and surprise, it now becomes a function of, write this one down, situational surprise instead of a characteristic of the relationship. Like, oh, it's a romantic relationship. We have such a romantic relationship. Don't let it be a characteristic of the relationship, but rather a function of situational surprise, situational romance, okay? Situational surprise, situational demonstration of what? 
desire, belonging, loyalty, and significance. So let me sum this up for you in a very simple thing. If I want to have a romantic relationship with my wife or you want to have a romantic relationship with your wife or husband or partner, then it's not for you to say I want I want them to be romantic to me so that you create so that they create you create those feelings in me. It doesn't work that way. If you want a deep, mature, secure attachment that's kind of long-standing, then romance becomes less a characteristic of the relationship and more a function of the situational surprises that I invest to create belonging, significance, loyalty, and desire. I want you. You belong to me. You are my one and only. And you are important. You matter. I want you. You matter. You, I belong to you. You belong to me. And you are my one and only. Those elements are all little freaking hormonal blasts into the your partner's nervous system that you can create rather than you have to expect. And the more deeply mature the love that I have for my wife as it grows, because it's just been a year, so it's going to go through its stages. But if I sit here and look for thrilling, if I look for, uh, you know, she's having a baby, we're going to have kids. And you remember what it was like when you first had kids in their first year. If I'm sitting here expecting, um, thrilling, happiness, uh, uh, excitement, and I was projecting that onto her, I'm basically setting myself up to fail. I'm setting us up to fail. Does this make sense? Does this make sense to you? Let me know if any of this is landing. It's better when I have like a Zoom call. You know, I like these transmissions, but if I can see your face and some of you, you know, they'll... In, in the group calls and stuff, there'll be tears or, you know, or, you know, like whatever. I, I just want to know, is this landing for you? Because I want this to be very useful for you. Romance is short-lived because of our expectations, because of our misunderstandings of what romance should be. And when I sit here, what, what it is, is, is mostly just a fantasy, a one-sided fantasy of happiness, excitement, and thrillingness that we project onto somebody else, not realizing that romance is actually a demonstrate, like it's, a, it's, it's evoked by being surprised by signs of desire, belonging, loyalty, and significance. When you, and it's, it's very common in new love, easy to do, right? Because we're all fucking crazy in that time. We're not fully sane, <laughs> especially if you're in a trauma bond, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just, so those are the ones you got to watch out for when those like, you are like, oh my God, like I am so fucking attracted to you. Like that love at first sight, it's often a trauma bond. It's often a pulling to the familiar. You're energetically tied with somebody who has the similar wounding to one of your parents, and you're so attracted because it feels like home. 
<laughs> so I've had to go through a couple of those and it was uh, pretty amazing. Um, that lands, the fantasy does. Exactly, Caleb. Especially for you, Mr. Caleb. I'm working with you and you're in, the, you're in here for all the right reasons and all the right, uh, you're asking all the right questions. That's why I really love working with you. I love working with men. And I'm not a relationship coach. Uh, that's not what I do. I'm, I just teach people how to regulate their nervous systems and to co-regulate with others. I, I create a container. This community is a container for healing, which I get to be kind of like a little bit of a, a conductor for, but it's you that does the healing. You are the, you are the hero, and I love being the guide. And so it was so meaningful for me yesterday to do the overview experience. If you were there, please uh, explain trauma bond. Uh, I will. Um, I've, I've talked about it uh, before, but I'm happy to go over it again. But yesterday, uh, I got to do the overview experience, and that is a five-hour deep dive into the forgotten parts of ourselves. It's the university of you. It's um, probably the most heart-opening experience. I call it the overview experience because it's not just you taking a course or an online program. You're actually dropped in and you're transported into an experience of recreating, of seeing your story from the perspective of the matrix of unconsciousness that you were born into and you get to break free from that. You literally get to unchain yourself and unplug from the matrix and then observe yourself as a... Uh, uh, an unconscious participant that thought that they were in control where they actually weren't. And it's the process of reclaiming that personal authority. That's what healing is. It's the process of reclaiming the personal authority that you never really had and you didn't even know that you didn't have because <laughs> you were really so stuck in, in an unconscious um, matrix is the best word I can use. I even used a little scenes from the movie The Matrix when Morpheus meets Neo and says, are you going to take the red pill and wake up or are you going to take the blue pill, go back to sleep? It's very similar. Um, Neo says something in the movie. He says, I don't really like the idea. Uh, I don't like the idea of me not being in control. And he realizes that he never was. And his journey is about reclaiming his control and, and, and knowing that he is the one. And so that's pretty much your journey as well. And so it's a really neat metaphor. I get to be Middle Eastern Morpheus. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a PhD in you. It's definitely a PhD in you. Explain trauma bond. Uh, yes, absolutely. I'm going to explain that. Um, trauma bond. Basically, it is when you get together with somebody, okay, let's say, let's say you and I um, are hanging out and we're going down, in the down an elevator together and all of a sudden there's an earthquake. And we for like 10 hours are stuck and we're fearing our lives, Carrie. We're in the elevator together boom, and we're fearing our lives. We both have gone through an emotional roller coaster, uh, a concoction of all these hormones just firing up in our bodies together, and we experienced it together, and now we've formed a trauma bond. We're bonded through trauma, okay? And so those are oftentimes the types of relationships we get into when you're 
think about it, you got together because of trauma. Like, I mean, I remember how many times of my, my, after I was divorced, I met a, an amazing young woman who would just left her partner a month before I did. She had two kids. She left her partner just before I, just a month before I did, I left my partner and boom, we were together in the midst of a trauma bond. And the trauma bonds that we get into, kind of like, boom, you've gotten together in really heightened emotional situations. Let me know if you know what that's talking about, what I'm talking about there. The characteristic of a trauma bond is, is that it is, it, it's highly dramatic because of the emotional kind of ups and the downs and the push and the pull and the back and the forth and the exhaustive, you know, passionate, you know, relationships often are a repetition of an old complex from childhood that's unresolved. And the, the, the purpose of a trauma bond is to meet that part of you that you dissociated from to help complete that cycle. So you, if you have a broken kind of relationship with your, you know, father or something is traumatically fractured, that incomplete kind of follows you in your psyche and you're drawn and uh, you have a compulsion to repeat that so that you can do it right, so that you can actually do it right this time. And it's an opportunity to heal. And so it's most of the time it's an unconscious toxic type of relationship, but it's usually bonded because of a previous trauma, because of a trauma or a previous uh, incomplete with a family member. So that's a trauma bond. Hopefully that um, you're hot and you're cold. Exactly. Morph into a healthy bond. Yes, it can. Absolutely, Andrea. It, it totally can. Great question. Um, can it? Yes. If both parties are dedicated to using the relationship as a spiritual practice. Spiritual practice for what? Well, to reparent the wounded inner child and the adapted adolescent inside of you. So your, your journey, Andrea, I know you, you shared with me, you know, what's going on in your relationship situation. It was funny when you met me too. It was at the uh, Women of Iron event. And you said, you said uh, you're Persian, aren't you? I can tell by your eyebrows. And it just so happened that your ex, <laughs> your ex is also Persian. So I was like, oh, great. I got already two strikes against me, Persian male. You're like, oh. and I could see your body language is like, who is this asshole, right? So it, it, was, it was pretty entertaining for me to, to take that on right away. Um, your best bet, like right now where you're at, you're maybe at a base camp of another climb. Because I was there two years ago when I had just broken up and I was like, what do I want? I want a healthy, secure attachment. Okay, I want you to look at it this way. You want a healthy, secure attachment and that's kind of like hiking up a mountain. I use Mount Everest because I just really like that. And so in Mount Everest, you have a base camp and then you're going to have camp one, camp two, camp three, camp four, and then the summit. So your journey from this point of a breakup in a relationship, even though you can't see it, your wisest, your wisest story, your wisest course of action would be to right now write out the ideal scenario. No, I don't want to use the word ideal. Write down what a secure attached relationship will feel like to you. What do you want to give and what do you want to receive from it? 
okay? How do they feel when they're around you? How do you feel when you're around them? Get very crystal clear with this. This is what I did two years ago, and I'm, I'm in the midst of one right now. So I'm telling you everything that I'm sharing with you. I've walked that path before. In that space where you don't see any fucking light, it's all darkness, you outline the imagery of what it would look like when you get that future self, that, that secure attachment. And now your job will be, you're at base camp, your job would be to go and heal as you're climbing, to heal those unconscious, wounded, younger parts of you that you've abandoned in service of this matrix of the upbringing that you were in you were raised maybe in germany right so there's you've had you know you and and in this process you're healing your family system too you're going to look at your parents we did this yesterday we did a very powerful part of one of the uh, workshops that we did yesterday was we have people who are super duper angry with their parents like this is one of the first things that we're working to kind of untangle. I knew that when I went through my last breakup, I was like, fuck, I know exactly what this is about. I'm moving in with my parents to get complete with them because I have so much anger and resentment that I thought I had let go of, but it was still in my body. So your work is to actually go and heal those family systems. Were you the scapegoat? Were you the uh, golden child? What, 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 kind of system what role were you playing uh, your job is to kind of go in from an overview perspective observe yourself in the cycle observe what your parents went through we did a very powerful exercise where we actually got in and did a little meditation yesterday where we went and empathized with the unconsciousness of our caregivers our parents in earlier wounding scenes that were difficult for us to bear we first took care of ourselves, put the oxygen mask on us, because I guide everyone in the overview experience. We all kind of go together. It's pretty powerful. Then, uh, then after you're fully resourced and you have your little wounded child, then you're sitting next to them and you're looking at your parents and you're saying, you know, and you're teaching that younger part of you who thought that they were unworthy of love, why mom and dad had to behave exactly as they did and why it all made sense and some massive healings happened one gal jenna jenna were you there you remember um jenna basically said uh this is the first time i've been able to look at my father without resentment it's pretty powerful so your work then is you're in base camp and you're going to go back and heal all of those systems. You're going to see a, an adolescent part of you that was maybe bullied in school or a younger part of you that was abandoned or went through some sort of an abuse. If you just fill in those gaps and start to work at reconnecting without those missing younger parts of you, within three months, six months, you are in a completely different space. The world around you is resonating something totally different. The relationships around you start to change because it's a virtue of what you're giving to yourself. It's very powerful. And that is a climb. There'll be base camp and there'll be challenges along the way. You're gonna wanna get up, you know, the first part might be to just kinda like, base one would be to forgive yourself of the guilt of actually leaving. That might be, you know, base camp number, sorry, uh, base number one. 
you know, who knows? Everyone has them. We're all, we all have them. And that's our hero's journey. And it's a real cool thing for me to guide other people through. So I really wanted to drop in and, and share what came up from a call from one of the gentlemen I was working with. And I thought it'd be very valuable to you, the difference between romance and intimacy and how to actually, um, how to be the one to create romance. That's really the key. The ending kind of, if you're just jumping on right now, make sure you go back and, and watch this. But uh, two husbands who are both extremely wounded. Yeah, cool. So what you want to do, just go back to the beginning and watch this again. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss out on this. It's life-changing stuff. It would have saved me hundreds of thousands in, in fees and uh, heartbreak, you know, from a mental health standpoint and a physical health standpoint would have saved so much if somebody taught me what this last, if I could just sit down for 35 minutes and listen to somebody tell me what I just told you. So this is my gift to you and you know exactly what to do. Um, and uh, yeah, let me know if you have any questions. A uh, couple of things, couple of announcements I have. Please put these dates in your calendar right now. Uh, breath work and badassery. People want to know where do I begin with this inner healing work. And I always teach people you start in the breath. So June the 21st, Sunday, June the 21st uh, is breath work and badassery. It's from noon to three. Put that in the calendar. Send me a DM. I'll send you a link. It's only 20 bucks. And you're going to get uh, a deep um, understanding of where to begin. Right? And if you have any other questions or you just are like, look, Nima, just teach me how to, how to do this. I'm ready to heal. I'm ready to create that secure attachment and I want to come along the ride with you and I'd love your guidance. Send me a message for that and, um, or any questions you have um, and I'll do, a, I'll do a transmission for you. I'll write, I'll write it out. Uh, excuse me, I will do a, a, a Facebook Live to answer you. I'm here to serve the community. How do you evolve, hey brother, Ricky, how do you evolve from a secure attachment to secure attachment taking a U-turn by being so frequent, freaking anxious in between? Okay, how do you evolve from secure attachment to a secure attachment when taking a U-turn by being so freaking anxious between? Yeah, good, good question. You, what you do, Andrea, is you heal the root cause of that anxiety. You're in what I call transitional anxiety. And this freaking anxious in-between part of you isn't coming from right now. There's a younger part of you that's calling to you for help, for assistance, uh, and doesn't want you to keep kind of like distracting yourself with relationships, with success, with all the things that I used to do to prevent me from actually uh, taking care of me. For me, it was always uh, another woman I would be dating or distracting myself with flirting and getting that validation or becoming really important and successful. Those were the two ways I covertly was avoiding the real work, which was to, to, to reclaim my own personal authority rather than be so driven by outside validation. And that's all of our work, to dance like we don't care who's watching, to be so embodied, so knowing of who we are, so... Um, purposeful that we show up in the world with an open heart ready to give not from a place of neediness and fixing and looking good but from a genuine place of actually wanting to care and contribute to other people and then when you do everything kind of falls into place for you the prosperity takes care of itself the feelings of like 
love and affection take care of itself because I feel so loved right now. I feel so cared for. I feel so supported. I feel so seen. I feel so prosperous. I feel so heard. And I know that has that has only come on the other side of me just taking carving out a sacred space to really make that a priority to give to myself. And it takes courage. And I'm, I'm really um, touched by the ones who have taken it on and I don't take their, uh, I don't take your attention lightly. The fact that you take the time scrolling through Facebook or whatever you're doing to actually pay attention, that's why I drop as much value for you as possible because you know, it's a privilege to have your attention and I don't take it lightly. So I wanna make sure I drop something that you're just like, wow, so that you come back and you get more value. I know that I just focus on that the universe really has been taking great care of me uh, because I'm taking care of it through you. <laughs> this is my gift. What's your gift? <laughs> you have a gift. If you were to learn how to first regulate you and take care of you, all of a sudden you're going to wake up one day, look around, and all of these people who are like begging you for your gift because it is in abundance and it helps people to see themselves. It helps people to 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 alter their experience of life so that it can be more uh, connected. That's really what, what, what we're here for. I'm grateful that you took the moment to, to listen. Let me know what would be useful for me is let me know two things. What, let me know what was most impactful for you in this conversation. And number two, if you know somebody who's been struggling with this, kind of in a separation limbo, then they need to come and, and, and invite them into this group and tag them in this training. And Feel free to ask questions, and I'm here to serve. See you tomorrow at the next perfect time.